Welcome to the Notary Ninja Show with author, entrepreneur, business developer, and, well, ninja master, Mark Sias. We discuss side hustles, business opportunities, scams, leveling up, and so much more. Just don't argue with the name could cost you your You can reach Mark at Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Notary Ninja Show, the Notary Ninja Podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. This is Gina Mundy. She is an attorney and she is the author of the number one bestseller, A Parent's Guide to a Safer Childbirth. So we're going to talk a little bit about her adventure as an attorney, her adventure uh, as an author, and just kind of the series of things that led up to that. So Gina, welcome to the Notary Ninja Show. Uh, thank you, Mark, for having me. I'm very excited today. So we just had some fun during pre-show, so I know it's going to be a, a good time. Definitely. So let me start with, um, let's just start with the obvious. Obviously, you're you're an attorney uh, and you're in Detroit, Michigan, at least some of the time. Um, so tell me about why law school? What, what, what area of practice you're in and what got you into that? You know, since I was a kid, I just wanted to be a lawyer. Don't know why. Obviously, it was meant to be. That's what I was supposed to be. So it probably answers the question. Uh, so did the thing right after high school, college, law school, got out of law school, and basically just applied for a job doing childbirth cases. And I got my first case February 2003. And that was it. It's literally that simple. I wish I had a better story for you. So the childbirth, yeah, I know, right? It's very boring. Right into so, it. No, that's okay. We'll get to the more exciting stuff. But no, I mean, these childbirth cases, you know, pe most people don't learn, you know, we didn't learn about this in law school. And most people, when I tell them what I do, have no idea that I my profession even exists. But basically, during the birth of a child, when something goes wrong, whether it's a mistake or it's a complication, and it results in um, the baby not being born healthy, or like we talked about, I've had some cases where mom does not make it through childbirth, then that's where I come in. I'm the mm -hmm. attorney, um, the, the attorney on the case. But uh, yeah, and so I got to come in and I'm like, all right, what happened? Uh, what went wrong? And more importantly, what should have been done? So baby would have been born healthy. Or mom would be around to raise her baby. So it's taken me all over the United States, meeting with different doctors, delivery teams in almost every state, every hospital system uh, for over 20 years. So that's really, um, I mean, that's really interesting. I mean, it, it's almost in some ways, it's almost a, it sounds a little depressing, but how does how does that affect Because your mother? Right. You, you have a 19 year old. Um, how has that affected your perspective as a parent? That is an excellent question. Well, up until I started writing the book, I thought I was completely immune to those feelings and that I had just been able to shut that part of my life down, basically emotionally block it. Um, but no, um, you know, this doesn't come up in many podcasts. So I'm glad you asked this question. But for the first three months of writing my book, I cried every single morning. 
and all of that cooped up emotional feelings that, you know, I had obviously accumulated over the years just came out more, more than I can ever explain, uh, you know, during a podcast. But it was because I was feeling for these families for the first right. time. When you lose a baby or a mom to a preventable mistake, it is this unimaginable pain. So sitting down with the families has always been the hardest part of my job. Uh, usually after I did that, like I couldn't work anymore that day. Um, so it yeah. all, yeah, so it affected me a little bit more. But the, the good part was I got it all out. I got like this, almost like this mental clarity and I used, you know, that pain just to kind of fuel me to make sure that these mistakes and these complications that do take the lives of babies or moms do not happen in the future. So I took that pain and, you know, this book was thousands of hours of my, you know, me trying to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. And yeah, for 14 months and thousands of hours later, I, I will say I'm doing much better um, but I'm still I'm still a practicing childbirth attorney. And since that part, you know, happened, I will say it's a little bit more difficult. I'm a little more, you know, sensitive to everything. It's hard to read, um, you know, whatnot. So but this time I'm not supposed suppressing it emotionally. I'm just like, OK, you know, it's it's but yeah, no, it's difficult as a mom, as a human. Definitely the hardest part of my job. Yeah, yeah I can totally relate to that. Um, just, you know, from the background of critical care, it's kind of the same thing where you just put this wall up um it's almost like a uh it's almost like it uh, on some level it's like a different life like well here's my life where i go into the hospital and i almost have to be a robot and then here's me at home pretending that never nothing ever happened <laughs> and when people get you to open up you start telling stories they think you're just making this stuff up because it sounds so strange and bizarre and unusual and even tragic um but uh yeah definitely can um i'm glad i don't do that anymore i, I can tell you that it's it almost seems like a, a bad dream at some point but um and then uh that of course has obviously led to you know other things i think for for me as an entrepreneur coming out of nursing it was instrumental for me to kind of get away from some of that, to separate that so that I, like you said, how you said you got clarity about what you were doing, kind of the same mindset that I could actually start to see things without my, what I call my nursing goggles on. Um, <laughs> so if you can relate to that. So, okay. So tell me about, uh, about writing the book. What was the, I mean, what was the impetus? You touched a little bit on it, but what was the impetus? And um, I think I can personally say this and I want to ask you about, I want to ask you about this more so than writing the book, but I want to ask you about like, what I call imposter syndrome, which is where we do something because legitimately we have legitimate insight into it, but then we always feel like, well, maybe I'm not good enough to have, to say this or have done that. Oh yeah. I had imposter syndrome a hundred percent. And you know, a lot of it stems from, I'm not a doctor. I don't deliver babies. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a midwife. I'm an attorney writing a book on childbirth. So talk about imposter syndrome. Yep. I had that for sure. But, you know, I'm telling you, once I moved or transitioned from this, you know, attorney in this field, and I'm like, okay, what can we learn from this? And I transitioned to author. I mean, just, it was the flood, just, it, it all came out. But also, um, you know, a big part of this is, and why I wrote the book is because we did have like a near tragic event in my family. Now, 
baby's okay. Everybody's okay. We were very, very fortunate, but we had, my niece, um, had a very difficult childbirth and, um, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, my sister was calling me, her mom, my sister. Um, and I thought she was calling to tell me, oh, great. Sam had her baby and everything's great. And instead I pick up the phone and it was this screaming, the baby's crashed, everything's going, you know, everything's wrong. It's not good. And I had to listen to her cry for 20 minutes. So it's actually the introduction to the book. And, you know, I, we kind of, I kind of kept going back through that day in my head, like, okay, legal analysis, what went wrong? What went wrong? But then as I listened to her cry, I went from legal analysis to human analysis. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is how the families feel. This is how they feel right now. It's, you're, you, you're helpless. There's nothing you can do but hope and pray that your baby is going to be okay. And we got the news. The baby was going to be okay. But that human moment, just it just stuck with me more. I, I can't explain why. And then I started to think, okay, I have girls. I have kids. I have three kids. And I'm like, what if I'm not around for the birth of my grandkids? So that's ultimately what happened. Because what I have seen over the last 20 years um, you know, this is as a childbirth attorney, this is what I've specialized in. Now, attorneys like me may have some childbirth cases and whatnot. Um, but, you know, I've, I've really taken the time to specialize in this field. So I just know, I know what can happen and what, go, what can go wrong. Because when I do look at these cases, and this really came out already in the book, there are reoccurring issues and reoccurring facts in the baby cases. For instance, when I get a case in the door and I open it up, the first words I typically read are mom is being induced with Pitocin. Pitocin is a very dangerous drug. So, you know, I've seen Pitocin inductions gone wrong since 2003. So, hey, now everybody knows that. But not only that, I wrote in the book, okay, if you're going to have a Pitocin induction, you know, that's your choice. That's fine. But this is what you need to know to make sure that those mistakes and complications you know, don't, don't happen. So yeah, it started with uh, the, the, the near tragedy family event. And then I kind of related it to not being around in my grandkids for my birth, my grandkids. And more so if it, you know, my kids go into labor early or something, and I'm just like on a deserted Island type deal. It wasn't, <laughs> you know, so I'm just not I'm on vacation or something. Right. I know when Sam, uh, you know, she went into labor, I was 1100 miles away. I was actually down the road from you. So, you know, I just, it kind of crosses your mind. And, uh, and then my kids are in their teens, right? So, you know, as in the teens that you're always, they always look to me to solve their problems. So in my book, you know, I, I'll identify an issue and then I'm like, and this is how you solve it. <laughs> now I'm sure by the time they get into baby babies and they're older, you know, they'll be more independent, but you know, I had to make sure, okay, problem, how to solve it, make sure it doesn't happen. So yeah, it was, uh, it was an interesting, please uh, read right. the book, read the book before. Okay, great. That's great. <laughs> um, no, you know, I have in, uh, so in my experience in intensive care, uh, and it's interesting that you had, that you did discovered this, uh, with Pitocin or oxytocin, as it's also called, mm -hmm. um, is, um, We've only used it in intensive care. Obviously, we don't see a lot of babies in there. We see, uh, we do see postpartum though, where we couldn't get the bleeding to stop, and we've used it 
in those instances. So I'm not familiar with it in the, you know, in the, in the pre-birth setting. So this is a real interesting discovery. So that you found, um, which sounds, it makes sense to me. I understand what the drug is and how it works. And I can see where that can create, that can create some um, unwanted issues. And it's also a drug that, um, the, it requires very precision dosing. <laughs> um, yes. And um, I, my experience in the hospital with, um, you know, with the maternity, with maternity wards is that most of what they, what they deal with on a regular basis doesn't involve a whole lot of precision dosing like that. So that particular drug. So um, I can see the market margin for error right there. <laughs> That's a, uh, so let me ask you this. Let me shift gears a little bit. Um, book's a bestseller. I mean, wow, that's that's amazing. I, I, people can write a book, but not everybody can get so many people to read the book. Um, so tell me about that. Tell me about how how you how you've done that. You've obviously done a great job of marketing it, and it, it looks. I looked at it. It looks great title, great cover, and everything. But uh, that still doesn't move it off the shelves necessarily. But it seems like you've done a good job of that. So tell me a little bit about that. Thanks. Yeah. So you know what? I love to talk about the book. Like podcasts is my thing. So just getting, jumping on different podcasts, but not only that, you know, I had, um, for instance, Wednesday around the world um, a while back and it's, you know, I was in a podcast like in Australia and then United Kingdom and then Canada and then the United States all in one day. And then, you know, I'm pushing it out to social media, like, Wednesday around the world. Well, what is she talking about all around the world? So I think just hitting all of these different, you know, mm -hmm. places um, has just been huge. Um, just especially with um, pregnancy podcasts or birthing podcasts, even author podcasts, um, mm -hmm. you name it. But just getting out there and talking about it is probably number one. And then obviously social media, building the platform, all of that, Amazon ads, um, and just kind of just trying to connect yourself with people that are out there, you know, in that world is probably, probably number one. But I did, yeah. So remember we talked about imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. That was the worst thing that could ever happen to me because the fact that a childbirth attorney actually wrote a book basically very similar as a childbirth attorney. This is how she would prepare her family for, you know, the birth of their baby is actually, you know, something that people are interested in. So while I was like, who the heck is going to read my book? Um, you know, the world's like, wait a minute, this is different. This is new information. This is a different perspective. I had one guy on a podcast. He, um, we were talking about one of the chapters, the reoccurring facts and issues in baby cases every parent should know about and how to prevent them in their, you know, birth, chapter 11. But he is like, why is this information just surfacing now? And I'm like, I don't think a childbirth attorney ever thought to write a book. Like, literally, that's my response, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but people seem to be able to gravitate or gravitating to it because it's different. And then when that happens, then people are, in you know, people are kind and caring people. And so when now I, I'm assuming organically, you know, they know somebody who's having a baby or, you know, we're going to have a baby. Um, I get on my reviews that it's like a, it's a really good baby shower gift. So sure, people sure. are trying to, to get this new information out. So organically, I get out there, I talk about it, and then it's just like organically i think it just kind of goes out there as something that 
people are like, well, this is different. This is not your ordinary pregnancy book. No, it's definitely not. And I think that that's a really interesting point. I, I think obviously there's a message you have there that's going to resonate with fully half of America. Um, so that is um, that is good and that's important. Um, and I think what I can appreciate about it that, uh, that you've done is attorneys are great. They're great investigators, right? They're great at details. So while you might not be a pediatrician, um, which it would be easy to dismiss yourself as that. I know that attorneys that this is what they do. They they look for stuff. They look they they look over the details of things. And so you've taken that and you've you've taken that and you've discovered something. You put the message out there. Uh, I can certainly appreciate that. Um, from so from my audience's standpoint, I ask you about the book and the promotion because uh, as a nurse. They didn't, they didn't teach us anything about marketing or promotion. They, they, you don't have to show up for school that day. And it's probably the same thing for an attorney. I actually have attorneys that come to me and go, can you help me market my business? Can you help me get my name out there? And I, you know, I look at their stuff and go, geez, your website sucks. Um, but, uh, but you have done that. I mean, you've cracked that code. And uh, that I think for, so for my audience, that, there's an important lesson that you've, you've heard Gina say, and that is that she's, She's going out there and she's she's borrowing other people's audiences, and this is a this is the way marketing is done in 2023. If you don't know, um, so good for you. I mean, good for you for doing that. Um, Thank you. So let's talk about uh, so let's talk about the book a little bit more. Um, and I told you, you know, you, obviously you have a, you had a you had a niece that there was a scare, and I told you a little bit about what had happened before we recorded with my wife. Our first son was big he was 10 and a half pounds and um we didn't know that uh even though the whole time she was pregnant people kept asking us if she's having twins uh, <laughs> so one ate the other um but, uh, <laughs> so so when uh we got in there and um you know we were young so we were pretty naive so but when we got in there again she they she had an epidural and it turned out they were just trying, we're trying to do natural childbirth. And they finally figured out after so many hours of labor, this thing ain't coming out this way. Uh, so they had to, you know, they had to uh, do an emergency C-section, uh, which was okay. But then there ended up being an issue with anesthesia. They just weren't, things weren't on point. And granted, like you said, everything's healthy. He's, he's 17 now and knows everything. But, um, but uh there was, you know, even even for us, this would have been something that I think would have, you know, and this is 17 years ago, but this would have been a lot of peace of mind um, being able to, you know, being able to be forewarned or forearmed with that kind of information. So I certainly can appreciate as a parent what you've done. And what I wanted to ask you was actually was segueing into the parenting thing, because as an attorney, I can imagine you're a very busy person um, and you've got a lot on your plate. Uh, how do you juggle, say, the work-life balance and the fa the family balance? I try my best, for sure, but it's hard. Let me tell you, you know, you have this thought to write a book, and a thought is one thing, but then to do it is a whole nother ball game. So basically, what I had to figure out is, I what am I going to give up? So friends and social things for about fourteen months, mm -hmm. gone, done, and if I did do something. And I was staying up late, i.e. 9 p.m. Everybody knew it when I got there. I, you know, they are like, who has taken over Gina? Um, but basically, I get up still to this day. I haven't given up the schedule yet, but I, I get up at 3 a.m. 
I have a fallback alarm that's 3.10 a.m. So if my body doesn't automatically wake up, my alarm will go off at 3.10. So, and then I go to bed about seven o'clock. And I do usually take a nap. Um, But basically that allows me to wake up, book stuff. And then I have a nine-year-old, a 15-year-old and a 19-year-old. You know, then I'm like some kid stuff. And then I head into work stuff. At some point I work out, you know, and then just, you know, and I'm still the the Susie homemaker, right? So dinner, <laughs> I'm married to a very busy business owner. Um, so just, you know, and then he works with me a little bit. He has busy times. So right now he's in busy time. So I am definitely, I've been doing more dishes lately than I should be. Um <laughs> But, you know, when I was towards the end of my book and right before it was published, that's when he goes into a little bit of slow time. So I'm like, hey, I'm in busy time. I got to get this book pushed out. And, uh, you know, I had six I had six pregnant people. I'm like, I got to get the book out. So um, before they have the baby, I was very adamant about it, even though I'd already sent him the transcript. I wanted I wanted them to have the book. But anyway, he he took over and he was really good about helping with dinners and doing all that stuff. So as a team, as long as we communicated, um, you know, we're we're good. Um, but it's definitely some sacrifice on the friend and family front, but not with the kids. The kids are always the first priority. Now, I say that, but then, um, you know, a few weeks ago, my nine year old is sitting in front of me at my desk going, I want my mommy back. So. You know, there's still more work to do. I think with the book stuff, um, I don't think I know. Um, I've just hired a couple people to kind of help me with, you know, book promotion, stuff like that, and get that off my plate. And then hopefully, hopefully, I told them by Christmas, hopefully mommy will be normal again. You know, meaning I, I sleep until five. So, but I think working in the middle of the night for me, that was key. And so dinner's made, you know, what am I, I'm not, I'm not missing out on too much between, you know, seven and, you know, nine or 10 when the kids go to bed. So. Yeah, no, I can definitely appreciate that. So uh, for sure. And at the, I think at the end of the day, it's just, it sounds like we're just, you have to be intentional about certain things and uh, you have to kind of self-reflect, you know, okay, look, I'm, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm short changing it in the dad category. So it's time for me to, time for me to pay that bill. <laughs> Um, yeah. So great. Yeah. Great. Thanks for that. I, I appreciate your candor on that as well. Um, I think that you know, if you get some level of, um, you know, I get success. You know, you wrote a very good book. Um, people tend to think that real life doesn't apply, and that's not the case. It applies. Uh, you just it's behind the scenes. It just doesn't seem like it. Um, but. The reality is, is that, um, you know, we're still we're real people with real problems all the same. So I appreciate your candor with that as well. So let me ask you about um, what's in, what do you see in, what's in store for you in the future? Great question. I don't think anyone's asked me that. Uh, future wise. Is there a book? Know, is there a part two to the book? <laughs> so you want to know what's funny is the book. I was becoming so overwhelmed with the book. I actually did cut the book in two. So this book is on childbirth. I also, and then I took the pregnancy section of the book and that's supposed to be published next year. Um, so, however, that's a, you know, I just feel like that's a huge undertaking. So I have been saying 2024, but that might be 2025, but you know what I'm doing instead, I'm taking a lot of that content right now 
And on my website, GinaMundy.com, I have a blog going and I'm mm -hmm. putting a lot of that stuff there just so it's out there for moms who are pregnant, who do want to learn more. Um, or another thing, if I think of anything else, maybe I should have added it in the book. I'm like, hmm, all right, blog it. Um, so there's all of these different shorter, you know, articles. Um, but I think in the eventually then I'll take the books and um, I'd love, I want to be a philanthropist. So just taking maybe some of the book sales and, you know, trying to help moms. There's a lot of moms out there, um, you know, especially I can't imagine some of them these days with everything costing so much, but just making sure that some lower income, you know, families have like access to my book. I have two clinics right now that are reviewing my book. Um, they're free clinics, but I'd like to just put my book there for free. Um that, you know, these moms, if they want to take them and read them, you know, they at least have access to that information. So that's, but, you know, more developing that. Yeah, there's two clinics here in Michigan, but, you know, spreading it out, you know, or he heading down to Florida, getting it in some, you know, free clinics or whatnot. Um, you know, that way everyone has access to this information because I do believe as long as parents know and prepare for childbirth, these mistakes and complications that I've seen for over 20 years, they can help prevent them if they know what's in my book. That is great. Yeah, no, I, I can see the value in that for sure, um, especially with the free clinics. It really sounds like you've thought a lot of this out very well um, as far as what your message is and, and who your message should go to and how to get it out to them. It sounds like you're doing a really great job at that. Um, so let me just circle back to that one more time and then I'll ask you another question um, as well. But so what advice would you give um, to my audience or any audience that matter? Let's say they're expecting or, or they're, um, you know, they're, they've found out they're pregnant. Um, ironically, we're going to a, a wedding this weekend and, uh, you know, they, 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 we'll, we'll just say they're expecting. So um, uh, what advice would you give to somebody like that? So wedding, I'm assuming this is first baby. So everybody is super geeked about first baby. It's like, okay, what are we going to paint the nursery? What crib are we going to get? What cool stroller am I going to get? Oh my gosh, baby clothes, cute outfits, diapers, uh, supplement for it. Like everybody is like, okay, we're going to plan it for when baby gets home. But me as a childbirth attorney is like, no, 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 no. We need to prepare for the big day. You need to be ready for that day to make sure baby is born healthy and you're taking baby home. So the chapter one of my book, um, it's all the lessons that I've learned from the baby cases over the 20 years, whether it's from the families, the doctors, the nurses, the midwives. And the number one lesson is that the families, when they come to the hospital that day, they're, they don't know any, they, anything about childbirth. They, they don't know what they should know. So they walk in and it's like, you know, you, when you go into labor, I mean, you, you can probably, well, you can't relate, but you know, I'm sure you watched your wife, you, you enter like a different state of mind. So it's really important that you prepare for that big day so that you can make those decisions. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes the families when they're expecting, you know, they're guilty of something that we're all guilty of. And that's bad things only happen to other people. And that's a really scary mentality because you let your guard down and you can't let your guard down on one of the biggest days of your life. 
So um, chapter great. one. That's great advice. It's, it's chapter, chapter one. I was literally just reading from chapter one. But um, chapter one is so important that I actually have it on my website um, for free, like a downloadable, take it, share it, don't care, because this is not information that you're going to find anywhere else. So even if you're not buying the book, at least if you have these lessons and a good idea of the different things that you need to know, like for instance, delivery team. Yeah. Your delivery team, by the way, is in charge of making sure your baby arrives safely. Who's on your delivery team? People scheduled to work that day. So there's a lot more to that. There's also a lot to picking a really good doctor. Because let me tell you, I've analyzed doctors for over 20 years, specifically OBGYNs, to, to the point it's probably creepy. But because we have to put them up in trial in front of a jury, or we have to do, you know, they produce them for depositions. You know, there's some, so I have this whole doctor analysis that I do. Yep, that's chapter four. So there's different things that, you know, as parents, you know, that you can do, look for, understand what's important, maybe what's not important, um, just to make sure you're ready for that powerful moment when you hold your baby for the first time, because it's, it's life changing. I mean, you never, as you know, you never stop being a parent. Yeah, this is, man, this is really good stuff. I'm like, while you're talking, I'm flashing back in my mind over all the years of stuff and you know doctor shopping is important um if you have a friend who's a nurse pull them aside and ask them who a good doctor is because or you can better you can ask them who not to go to because they usually don't broadcast that information but they know <laughs> they, they're they behind the scenes that's in, um, literally if you have a good labor and delivery nurse that's local or you have access to a labor and delivery nurse it's in the book ask them they know they know the good doctors and the bad ones yes yes definitely so Wow. You know, it's uh, that really impresses me that you have done this, that you put this first chapter right on your site, because that tells me, you know, that gives me insight into your character, that you're obviously a very altruistic person um, just to be able to because you're, you're generally you're genuinely concerned um, for people to be able to access to that. So I can appreciate that for sure, uh, especially as a nurse. Who I, I like to think most people don't get into nursing without having some level of altruism. Uh, and I've told people in our audience before that I think that's probably why some of our business does well, because I generally I genuinely have an interest in our customers. Uh, I'm not just trying to make a quick buck off. Of but um, and I think that resonates. But um, all right. So tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Obviously, I'm going to put all your I'll put all your links and everything in uh, the episode so people can find you. But tell us a little bit about how to get a hold of you. The best way is ginamundi.com g-i-n-a-m-u-n-d-y I, I assume it'll be in the show notes that has all my information so it'll tell you how to buy the book um and then it'll tell you all of my social media at the bottom if you want to follow me on instagram facebook all that fun stuff um and then also there's information for expecting parents like i said i have chapter one up there i actually also um have right now i have the introduction up there uh, which is Sam's story, because um, it is, it's, it's a very, knowing that baby's okay is a very interesting, uh, fascinating story. And I've had a lot of people read that and then, you know, email me or call whatever. And they're like, this that happened to my labor. And I'm like, mm. well, you're a very lucky person because you landed on the right side of a close call. Um, like I said, I have a, 
a blog or whatnot for expecting parents that I'm adding to all the time that, you know, maybe there's an article that you can, that you want to learn something more about, again, a different perspective, right? I'm not a medical professional. I'm an attorney, um, but an attorney who's seen a lot, uh, you know, in that field. So my website's the best way, or you could put my name in on Amazon, Gina Mundy in the search bar, my book pops up. But the other pregnancy books are on to me. So um, I've <laughs> done that a couple of times, put my name in, and it's other pregnancy books pop up first. They're paying to go ahead of me. So that's okay. That was just, you made well, a scroll. Right. It's it's a compliment, right? They figured out it's <laughs> they, a, they're, they're parasiting <laughs> off of you, which is actually a <laughs> trick I teach people to do. Um, but uh, so the book is A Parent's Guide to a Safer Childbirth and it sounds to me like you've really done your homework on this. You've really done a great job on it. And you seem like a really great person, actually. You know? So I appreciate you being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, reach out to her. I know most of us are have kids or we know somebody who's having a kid. And this sounds like this would be a great gift for them to pass along. So do not keep it a secret. Um, all right, Gina, thank you for being on the Notary Ninja show. Guys, we will see you next time. Great. Thank you, Mike.